0: Few things can shut down an entire city, the Chiefs are one of them. We ain't done yet! Next up, another big party as the NFL Draft gets ready to roll into town. This is going
1: to be the biggest fan event in our
0: history. And it's public test day at the airport, what did hundreds of pretend passengers uncover as they kick the tires, the bathroom stalls, and baggage claim at the new look KCI. Whew, that
1: was a long time coming
0: week in review is made possible through the generous
1: support of aarp kansas city rsm dave and jamie cummings bob and Marlies gorley the courtney s turner charitable trust john h mize and bank of america na co-trustees and by viewers like you thank you
0: HELLO AND WELCOME I'M NICK HAYNES IT'S BEEN AN EXTRAORDINARY WEEK IN KANSAS CITY AND AN EXTRAORDINARY WEEK DESERVES SOME EXTRAORDINARY JOURNALISTS CHRIS KATZ IS WITH US NOT ONLY DID HE HOST THE NEWS OF THE SUPER BOWL IN PHOENIX HE THEN TURNED AROUND AND HOSTED WALL-TO-WALL COVERAGE OF THE BIG PARADE WE'RE ALSO SUPPOSED TO HAVE YOUR WIFE WITH US BUT SHE'S A LITTLE UNDER THE WEATHER AFTER I, GOING TO ARIZONA AND THEN THE PARADE
1: uh, TO LET THE RECORD REFLECT I, I, I AM MR DANA Wright, AND uh, YEAH SHE HAS WHAT WE WOULD CALL IN THE OLD DAYS a head COLD yeah but you survived all of it this week but but she sends her apologies and best wishes
0: absolutely well we're thrilled to have you with us also with us by the way i should tell you that he is the person for I ALWAYS TURN to FOR ANYTHING TO DO WITH SPORTS. HE'S THE MAN WHO ALSO ALERTED ME OF THE CROWDS ALREADY GATHERED AT THE PARADE ROUTE AT 4 A.M. WHEN HE WAS COMING INTO WORK AT 610 SPORTS, BOB FESCO. AND IN ADDITION TO COVERING DOWNTOWN, KEVIN COLLISON WAS ONE OF THE HUMAN GUINEA PIGS THIS WEEK ON THE PUBLIC TEST OF THE NEW AIRPORT. HE'S WITH CITY SCENE KC. NOW, HOW OFTEN DOES THIS HAPPEN? Every SCHOOL DISTRICT, MANY OF OUR COLLEGES, EVERY KANSAS CITY LIBRARY BRANCH, AND MORE THAN A FEW BUSINESSES SHUTTERED THEIR DOORS ON WEDNESDAY FOR WHAT COULD BE THE BIGGEST GATHERING IN KANSAS CITY HISTORY.
2: NOT VERY OFTEN ARE YOU ABLE TO SAY YOU'RE THE GREATEST TEAM IN THE WORLD AND HAVE THE GREATEST PLAYERS IN THE WORLD AND HAVE THE GREATEST ORGANIZATION IN THE WORLD AND MOST OF ALL THE GREATEST FANS IN THE WORLD. WE LOVE YOU, man. THIS IS JUST THE BEGINNING. We ain't done yet
0: all righty Bob Fesco we did this all two years ago what was the difference the difference is Andy
3: Reid and Patrick Mahomes I mean there there really is nothing else to say about this team other than Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and we can rewind to March when they traded Tyreek Hill and everybody was upset oh my god this team's not going to be any good and I said all along they've got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes as long as they have those two guys They're going to be just fine. Andy Reid is the greatest coach in the sport right now. And Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, is the second greatest quarterback in league history. And so we're living with two of the greatest we've ever seen at the two most important positions. And then Brett Veach is a genius as well. We had this
0: huge parade downtown in your backyard, Kevin Collison. Was it bigger than what we experienced two years ago? I can't really say. I haven't seen
2: any estimates. I know everybody thought it'd be between 800,000 and a million, which was a couple of years ago. But when you take a look at that uh, video the uh, that uh, just soared over the crowd, it just was Really, really a beautiful sight. I really wish I could tell you exactly how many human beings showed it's, up. It's that always thing. an estimate, though, but, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I would assume that it definitely matched whatever the expectations were, which again was somewhere between 800,000 and a million people, which would be almost half the metropolitan area. So
0: you do take those with a grain of salt. <laughs> you know, we've been looking at some of the highlights from the Chiefs' Parade. Here are some footage I want you to take a look at. This is downtown Philadelphia immediately after the Super Bowl game. We see scenes of CARS BEING OVER TEEN TURNED POLICE IN RIOT GEAR TRYING TO STOP ANGRY EAGLES FANS FROM TOSSING BRICKS THROUGH WINDOWS AND TEARING DOWN METAL CROWD CONTROL BARRIERS HOW DID AN ESTIMATED 1 MILLION PEOPLE IN DOWNTOWN KANSAS CITY BEHAVE CHRIS
1: I THINK QUITE WELL UM IT'S KANSAS CITY I THINK um, WHAT YOU'RE SEEING RIGHT NOW ON YOUR TV SCREENS AND AND COMPUTER SCREENS IF YOU'RE WATCHING US uh, DIGITALLY IS UM A CITY THAT uh, has a fan base that really expected their team to come in and win Super Bowl 57. And when they didn't, there was a reaction.
0: At least two arrests connected with the parade. One person who was armed with a knife was arrested, and a second person who assaulted an officer just outside the parade route in your vantage point was it a a smooth parade
3: I I thought it was great I mean if if you have you know five hundred thousand to a million people and you only have two arrests that's pretty good that's pretty good day especially with everybody drinking you know down there and having themselves a good time
0: you know I have to say I'm not the hugest of sports fans I'm not the hugest of Chiefs fans but is there anything in Kansas City that could ever bring that many people together other than sports Kevin
2: That is an excellent question and I highly doubt it. I mean, a lot of people talk about the Super Bowl being our secular holiday that can bring everybody together, even in our polarized times. Sports is the great unifier. Uh, And one other quick footnote, I mean, The Philly fans have been legendary forever for being rowdy, uh, (laughs) climbing poles, you know, and uh, I think it's a marvelous contrast that people here really celebrated their team, had a great time, interacted with the players along the route, and nobody turned over any cars or tried to scale any poles. The, the only time people were scaling anything is to get a good look at the stage. There were some people in, in trees
3: and in light poles, and I think at the end of the the afternoon, if I'm not mistaken, my wife called me from Crown Center, she goes, there's a horse in the Crown Center shops. But, I mean, <laughs> other than that, I mean, it, it ended up being a really nice day. Now, and that's pretty tame by yeah, comparison. Right? Yeah.
0: Now, by the way, if your package from uh, UPS or FedEx was delayed this week, there's a good reason for that. That's because Kansas City has been flooded with deliveries of Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, <laughs> uh, soft pretzels, and snack cakes after the 941, I think, local news stories of our local elected officials doing these sporting bets with their companion, uh, compatriots in in philadelphia is that something we could abolish the next time or is that still have a value
3: it's funny you say that my co-host josh klingler brought that up because why are we still doing these bets we're going to win every one of them so you know you can stop doing the the political bets but i made one with my cousin he lives in philadelphia and those soft pretzels are so outstanding i can't wait till they (laughs) arrive i'm going to be so
0: happy when i see them now speaking of bets kansas governor laura kelly won big this week
2: I made the first legal sports wager in Kansas
0: at Hollywood Casino. It turns out that the Chiefs are always a good bet. KELLY BET $15 ON THE CHIEFS WHEN THEY WERE AT 15 TO ONE POCKETING HER A $165 PAYOUT WHICH SHE DONATED TO PATRICK MAHOMES'S CHARITY HOW MUCH DID MISSOURI GOVERNOR MIKE PARSON WIN HOW ABOUT ZERO EVEN THOUGH HE REGULARLY WEARS A CHIEFS JERSEY AND WAS AT THE GAME MISSOURI HAS NOT APPROVED SPORTS BETTING WITH 50 MILLION WAGERING ON THE SUPER BOWL PLACING A COLLECTIVE 16 BILLION DOLLARS IN LEGAL BETS IS MISSOURI NOW KICKING ITSELF KEVIN
2: They probably are. There was a fascinating little uh, stat that popped up, I can't remember who reported it, that the uh, quarter million bets were turned away from Missouri because they use a GPS system on the Kansas uh, gambling and if it picks up anybody trying to make a wager on the Missouri side of the border, it kicks it back and a quarter million people tried to make bets and they got rejected. I Guarantee you that we're going to have sports gambling here in Missouri in the not too distant future.
0: I have acknowledged that I'm not the hugest of sports fans, but I am curious. I have a prur- prurient interest here. When we have about a, a thousand reporters, editors, and videographers from Kansas City going to the Super Bowl, Bob, uh, do they all get into the stadium? Are they all getting a free ticket to go and see the game?
3: No, the majority of them are sitting in a tent in the parking okay, lot. <laughs> okay, they're not there at all. Oh, <laughs> I, I was always wondering yeah. that. Okay. I've been to numerous Super Bowls over my time, and I don't know that I've ever actually been in the stadium covering a super bowl most of the time you're sitting in a parking lot in a tent just watching it on tv like everybody else or you're watching the
1: game <laughs> and then you have to leave uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter because you know you have a nine o'clock newscast back in kansas city on sunday night so, so you so were the other 13 you're, you're back out in the parking lot on a riser with you know dozens of other television crews from all over the world
0: it seems such a good good gig but a lot of waiting around yeah. and from the outside yeah all righty. Now that the parade is over. Kansas City's next big party is the NFL draft. Just two months away now. The three-day football spectacle begins April 27th at Union Station. It's the first time the city will host the Selection Bonanza. And we're being told this is going to be the largest NFL draft footprint uh, in history. What surprised me about this, too, is, this is that most of the events around this are all totally free? Uh,
3: everything's free. It's great. The NFL does an amazing thing with the draft, and that's have it free for everybody. And you don't need a ticket. You just show up. And the parade that we saw on Wednesday, I've been told it was kind of the dry run for the draft because they're expecting about the same amount of people for the draft as they had for the parade. And so if you kind of figured out everything that you needed to do ahead of time to get down there and to not deal with all the traffic and maybe you got yourself a hotel room or whatever, that's kind of going to be the same thing for the draft. And, yeah, free to the public. And there's so many activities and events. It's not just them reading the names. There's going to be the NFL experience and concerts and all kinds of just great family stuff for people to participate. I think
1: that the, the, uh, the original number that had been tossed around is that the draft would attract somewhere in the neighborhood of 350,000 people. My, my guess is it'll be probably way north of that. But where do all those people stay, Kevin? Well, we definitely have uh, a lot of hotels
2: downtown these days and at uh, Crown Center, etc. I think, you know, I, I don't know what the breakdown is between local people who go to the draft and folks who come in from out of town. I have a hunch we'll definitely be able to accommodate all those folks. I mean, you've got the big Crown Center hotels. You've got the new Lowe's. You've got another dozen, at least, hotels within an easy walking distance. Uh, So I think they're not going to have too many problems being able to stay there. So we can have
0: concerts. Can we expect, like, Taylor Swift and Elton John to be here in Kansas City for the draft?
3: I would love that. I would definitely go to see Taylor Swift and Elton John. Maybe they could do a duet together. That'd be so much fun.
0: (laughs) ALL RIGHTY NOW THAT THE SUPER BOWL AND THE BIG VICTORY PARADE ARE BEHIND US WILL THE CHIEFS NOW BE be BEING PUSHED INTO FINALLY MAKING AN ANNOUNCEMENT ABOUT THEIR FUTURE PLANS WITH THE ROYALS STILL ADAMANT ABOUT MOVING TO A NEW DOWNTOWN BALLPARK THE CHIEFS ARE BEING REMARKABLY SILENT ABOUT WHAT THEY WANT TO SEE HAPPEN IS THIS WHEN THEY TELL KANSAS CITY THAT WE CAN DO ONE BETTER NOT ONLY CAN WE WIN THE SUPER BOWL we WE CAN ALSO HOST IT TOO THAT IS IF YOU SUPPORT A NEW TAX ELECTION THAT WILL PAIR A NEW DOWNTOWN BALLPARK. With a roof over Arrowhead that will allow Kansas City to finally host America's biggest game, Bob. Well,
3: and that was the plan many years ago when we had the original, you know, vote for the two stadiums, and nobody voted for the roof that would have covered both Kauffman and Arrowhead. But it's it's time to upgrade this stadium. I I think the Hunt family, and I I will speak for them on this one. They've got to have stadium envy. Just going around and seeing L.A. and Las Vegas every year and seeing those great stadiums. It's time to upgrade Arrowhead Stadium, not necessarily just for the Chiefs, but they've got the Arrowhead events side of things they're rolling out concerts and events constantly and you can't have things outside really in Kansas City between I don't know November and March probably right and so you need to have that indoor venue so you can attract those big events the Super Bowl the final four major concerts all of that kind of stuff I know Arrowhead is just continually trying to grow their revenues and an indoor stadium helps with that to, to your
1: question though Nick I, I don't know that winning a Super Bowl necessarily changes the chief's timeline when it comes to making a decision. I think they've probably already made uh, the beginnings of a decision, and it's just a question of um, figuring out the time to to sort of execute it and release well, that information. And it also, and, oh, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, it also has to get tied into the chiefs or the um, Royals hope to have Absolutely. a vote in August yep. on extending that three-eighths cent sales tax, and I they've got to have some kind of a a a solid identity. A CHOICE OF WHERE THEY WANT TO PUT THE BALLPARK, AND B, THE CHIEFS HAVE TO COME OPEN. BUT, YOU KNOW, ON THE ROOF THING, I'M NOT HEARING IT'S A HUNDRED PERCENT, YOU KNOW, BECAUSE uh, we GOT AN INTERESTING uh, SITUATION WHERE THE uh, CHIEFS HAVE SAID THEY REALLY LOVE ARROWHEAD. THEY WANT TO STAY THERE IF THEY CAN. AND, OF COURSE, THERE'S GOING TO BE A LOT OF NEGOTIATING, ET CETERA, AND BACK AND FORTH. Mm-hmm. SO THE QUESTION IS, CAN YOU ACTUALLY PUT A ROOF? over the existing bowl, because I, I don't think they're trying to res- resurrect the rolling roof right. approach that had been part of it so there's still gets back to the major question what exactly do the chiefs want and is it something that can be funded under the same format that the royals say they can do their public ask which is extending the three-eighths sales tax so yeah a lot of people uh, even I think at the county which is the landlord out there want to know what the chiefs want right now. Are the chiefs committed to staying where they are?
3: No, I I don't think so, nor should they be committed to staying where they are right now. We have the beauty of having this thing called state line, right? Most of the time it's a detriment in this town. You can't get anything done. But in a situation like this, if I'm both franchises, I'm talking to both sides of the state line and finding where the best offer is and where I can get the best bang for my buck. And, and if I'm the Chiefs, I'm definitely looking out at Legends because it looks like baseball's going downtown where it needs to be and should be. But if I'm the Chiefs, man, I'm working both sides of the state line to find out the best deal for me.
2: It, it's definitely going to involve the states. People may regret uh, Governor Parsons getting booed the other day at the rally because the state of missouri is going to probably have to step up significantly to keep the chiefs in missouri because kansas is definitely going to come back and come up with a a solid offer that would involve the state of kansas getting engaged in this and i'm sure the Chiefs are going to be able to play both off the other to get the best deal, as we've talked about.
3: And it's no secret with the legalized gambling in Kansas when they put in that clause of a certain percentage is going to go towards attracting a team right. to the area.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think that's the Chiefs. Which, which to be fair, uh, yeah, that is in, in that was in the bill, but it's not like. 2 or $3 million is gonna make a whole lot of difference here when it comes to attracting one team or another.
0: Now, if the Chiefs, though, aren't willing yet to break their silence on what they want to happen at Arrowhead Stadium, are they willing to break their silence on their team name? Stephen Colbert used his national TV show this week to take a shot at the Chiefs and the Tomahawk Chop.
2: It was a fun night of football, if you don't count watching 30,000 people doing the Tomahawk Chop. (laughs) Sadly, it looks like the NFL once again failed to end racism
0: piece in the star this week went even further saying the latest win should mark the perfect time for the chiefs to ditch what some say is a culturally insensitive name proposed are the kansas city kings the kansas city scouts and the kansas city wolves the guardian newspaper in london and usa today also running stories about this how much of a protest effort was actually underway before we get into this when you were in uh, phoenix this there, week
1: in fact there were kansas city people out there uh, protesting when it comes to, to this uh, outside the super bowl as a matter of fact in in glendale arizona You know, this is a story that continues to uh, be out there. It continues to be reported. I think it's a story that uh, resonates with an awful lot of people, maybe not necessarily within Kansas City, but um, I don't think it it is a story that has resonated to a level that makes the chiefs want to make a decision to change something. Um, I I think the chiefs have obviously done things down through the years to try to to reach out and make connections with Native American groups around here, but there's the fan base. And I don't see much of an appetite within the fan base for the Chiefs to want to make any sort of a change when it comes to their brand. But
0: now you have people like Stephen Colbert doing his show, make, bringing a more national profile to this issue. Do you see any evidence from Clark Hunt that they may be considering some change?
3: No, I, I don't think so at all. And I, I think a lot of what Chris said is what, what I feel about the, the whole issue. I don't hear anybody in Kansas City talking about this. And Stephen Colbert had his, his one moment. But I think the Chiefs... I THINK THEY DO AN AMAZING JOB OF, of TALKING TO NATIVE AMERICAN FOLKS. THEY HAVE a, a GUY ON STAFF THAT THEY JUST RECENTLY HIRED WHO'S IN CHARGE OF ALL OF THAT. NO OTHER
0: FRANCHISE HAS REALLY
3: HAD THAT OVER THE YEARS.
0: COULD THAT CHANGE, THOUGH, IF THEY'RE GOING TO MOVE THAT STADIUM, POTENTIALLY, uh, it, THAT WOULD BE THE well, OPPORTUNITY. NO LONGER ARROWHEAD STADIUM. THEY COULD CHANGE A LOT OF THEIR they could certainly BRANDING change a lot. AROUND you THAT THEN.
2: THERE'S SO MANY DIFFERENT LEVELS of compromise that could be available here. The Chiefs have already made the first one where they banned people from dressing up in Indian costumes at the stadium. Personally, and from what I understand, I think there would be a strong constituency if the Chiefs got rid of the chop, although how you could convince fans not to do it spontaneously is a whole different question, but having the drum out there is another encouragement for that thing. I know personally, and I haven't heard too many people object to the name Chiefs, or the name of the stadium, Arrowhead. Bucks. I will say
0: I did get three emails about this very subject this week. From our viewers, that's only three. BY THE WAY IF YOU WERE ALSO COUNTING ON TAKING THE STREETCAR TO THE STADIUM sometime SOON A HUGE BUCKET OF COLD WATER WAS POURED OVER THAT PLAN THIS WEEK AFTER MONTHS OF STUDY THE CITY SAYS EXTENDING THE STREETCAR FROM THE UNIVERSITY OF KANSAS HOSPITAL TO THE TRUMAN SPORTS COMPLEX WOULD BE TOO PROHIBITIVELY EXPENSIVE EVEN TAKING THE STREETCAR TO VAN BRUNT WHICH IS TWO MILES SHORT OF OUR HEAD WOULD COST 600 MILLION DOLLARS AND IT WOULD TAKE NEARLY A DECADE TO LINE UP THE NECESSARY FEDERAL FUNDING to move forward. But if the Royals are intent on moving downtown, does it make much sense to take the streetcar out to just Arrowhead Stadium for what? Was it 10 regular and preseason games a year?
1: That's what, it, that's what it is. And it'll be nine next year because they're, they're playing a home game in, in Germany. Um, is there a need for an east west uh, streetcar line? Clearly. But the, the question still remains is the tax base there to support something like that and the answer there keeps coming back no unless someone can come up with I don't know 600 million to maybe 750 million dollars to to make that happen it's probably not going to happen I, I agree with Chris I mean what we found
2: out is the current line on Main Street which is going to run from the riverfront to UMKC based on what they call a transportation development district that mechanism for local funding, and we got to remember, this is the 600 million is like you 300 million local, 300 million from the feds. If it worked the way it would, it just has run out. It, it's run its course. I mean, it's hitting on the most valuable terrain in the city the, with the tax value that can be used for a TDD. If you start looking at other lines, we have got to start having a major discussion in this town and revisit either a citywide, a countywide, or even a regional vote
0: because the current local funding mechanism ain't gonna work anymore after uh, And Street. could that be part of this package when we're talking about these stadiums? A, now you have something on the Kansas side, potentially mm-hmm. a new Chief Stadium on the Kansas side, a downtown ballpark, and streetcar in a regional sort of bi-state tax.
3: Look, I grew up outside of New York City and New Jersey. Traveling on train is a way of life there, and I loved every minute of it. You know, you just jump on the train and go to the city. You get to the city, you ride the train, you take it everywhere. You don't have to worry about parking. You don't have to worry about cars. You don't have to worry about driving after you've had a couple of cocktails. I would love for there to be a great mass transit system that goes out to Overland Park, goes out to Lawrence, goes out to Blue Springs, goes up to the airport. I know I'm living a pipe dream on that one, but I think the more mass transit that we can have, the more trains that we can have running around town to move people around, the better. Off it's going to be.
1: But I think if there's a bi state answer to this, um, you know, and, and we go back to obviously what happened with restoring Union Station. I think part of the reason why a bi state approach um, was successful when it came to Union Station back then was because I think people generally had a warm feeling about the facility. While it needed uh, tremendous levels of, of improvement and and rehabilitation. Um, but for a bi state answer to happen here, I think you're gonna need kind of the same dynamic. And that's where I think it gets a little and, challenging. And it's gonna be so expensive. Again, you're not gonna do a streetcar
2: out to Village West. It would take at least a light rail system, if not piggybacking on a heavy rail And I know uh, the county looked into trying to do some kind of heavy rail system in from Lee Summit. It's just the numbers are enormous and our density is just not really there. One of the things people are always talking about is why don't we get the streetcar or light rail out to the new airport? It's just, if it's $600 million to go five miles from Main Street (laughs) to Van Brunt,
0: it would be in the billions to get a line up to the airport. And Clay Chastain (laughs) did advocate for that exact line to the airport. And uh, and he is running for mayor. (laughs) And we'll, we'll see what happens in April when he's running against Quinton Lucas. How did you celebrate Valentine's Day this week? Did you get really romantic and take your main squeeze to check out the new bathrooms and parking garage at the airport? KCI officials picked Valentine's Day to launch their much publicized simulation test. Nearly 12,000 people signed up to be pretend passengers for the day. They picked about 700 of them. One of them was Kevin Collison over here. What did you experience? Were there so many problems that the uh, KCI? officials have said, no, we're going to delay the opening of the airport. Uh, no, my only problem is my flight to Tuscaloosa never showed up. <laughs> I got to the gate, I checked my
2: bag at the Delta counter, walked to the gate, and no flight. Uh, you know, so it's a bust in my mind. Because but there's a lot of, of non-stops <laughs> yeah, yeah, from Kansas City to Tuscaloosa as but, we all know. Yeah. But on a, on a much brighter note, you know, I had uh, just a marvelous experience. I think people are truly going to be delighted at this new airport, particularly in just comparison with with the current one. And everybody I talked to uh, was just ecstatic. And one of the major things people were enthusiastic about was the artwork. They spent $5.6 It's the 1% for public art. They did a marvelous job. I mean, almost everywhere you turn, there's some really beautiful artwork. It's all well done. I mean, and none of this stuff is going to be people going, oh, this is hideous. It, it's just really makes the place attractive. And um, again, my only concern, you know, we've gone from having a Starbucks. Maybe when you get to the terminal here, they've got enough food and restaurants out there. You could spend in a good month and have and never have to eat at the same place. I just hope they have the traffic yeah. to keep all these new restaurants well, and bars but, but going. but also
0: the staff, and I know that's a big issue. They've had three big hiring uh, situations going on, but you didn't get to experience any of those because no. they're not finished yet. Mm. And and then I still see now that they're saying uh, most will be open, not all. Most will be open. And there were issues with signage, people coming through there this week saying they didn't know where to go for certain things. You know,
2: it definitely, I think that's why you do a dry run, is to find out what people think. Because after you were finished, you did a survey. Uh, I, my own particular little thing was when you walk into the ticketing area, I mean, it's a huge football link. And it was hard to see where your airline was if you take a left or a right. So they needed to sign there. But that's why you
1: do these things. How long was the walk? from where you parked to where your gate was because with the old airport everybody loved it because you were so close
2: yeah well it was you know i walked in i had to go to concourse b which is the farthest one out uh it probably took maybe 10 minutes and of course that's not going through security sure But the bridge is, is, you know, they've got moving sidewalks. We're finally gonna have something that that we see in almost every other American airport of any size. It's it's a nice experience. It really
0: is a nice experience. And I know I sound like a homie here, but, I think they did. But you it said right. 10 minutes from the parking lot as that, that, eight minutes longer than most people in Kansas City wanted to go.
2: Well, I <laughs> uh, get used to
0: it. Kevin mentioned Starbucks and actually we're not going to have a Starbucks right. there. there yeah. It will be one of the few airports in the country without them when we have other out of town visitors. Isn't that the default option? Just like a bathroom and a uh, plug in for their cell phones that you can have a Starbucks to go to. Hey, I'm a Duncan guy, so I'm kind of so excited you're happy about, about that. that. Okay. I'm, I'm
3: thrilled about that. And, and to kind of echo everything that Kevin said about it, I had a a uh, chance to go up in September What was about 90% of the way done and kind of do a dry run back then. I was blown away by it. These guys have done everything the right way, in my opinion, to look at this new terminal. And if there are people out there that are still against it, you probably haven't flown in five years anyway and you don't know how things have been upgraded, but it allows us to j- just now to continue to increase flights so we can actually go places
1: other than just Chicago and New York. And thank goodness it'll be done in time for the NFL draft yeah, with yeah. the hundreds of thousands of people coming here.
0: I did see some observers, though, saying that uh, it is functional and has lots of inclusive amenities, but, quote, is architecturally uninteresting. Did they miss something?
2: You know, it's interesting. We were just in New Orleans a month or two ago for a friend's wedding, and they have a brand-new airport. I do think aesthetically, the New Orleans airport was a little better, but I think this one is very clean, very very angular, uh, but the artwork sets it above. I mean, I, you could almost make a joke and say this is the Kansas City, uh, Kansas City International Art Terminal, because it really does show a sophistication that I didn't even see in Indy or New Orleans, which I think are the closest
0: airport sizes to what we've got here. AND YOU'LL HAVE A CHANCE TO EXPERIENCE IT FOR YOURSELF BECAUSE IT OPENS FEBRUARY 28TH 28th, AND ON THAT WE WILL SAY OUR WEEK HAS BEEN REVIEWED COURTESY OF BOB FESCO FROM FESCO IN THE MORNING WEEKDAYS FROM 6 TO 10 ON 610 SPORTS AND BRINGING YOU THE NEWS EVERY NIGHT ON CHANNEL 9 CHRIS KETZ AND AVAILABLE 24-7 ONLINE KEVIN Collison OF CITY SCENE KC AND I'M NICK Haynes FROM ALL OF US HERE AT KANSAS CITY PBS BE WELL KEEP CALM AND CARRY ON